0: What if business could be fun? This podcast is for people who no longer want work to be a four letter word. It is a comedic look at the myths of work, life, and balance, where we expose the kind of thinking that sucks your will to live. And we replace it with powerful, easy to use tools so that you can shift gears and laugh about it all. The only requirement to listen is you need to be human are well, hi. hi, my name is Elaine Williams and I'm here with Kathy Keegan. I'm here with Elaine Williams. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and this is our official first episode of the podcast called, that we call Still Human after all these years. Yes. And we are so excited to be in this fabulous studio.
1: Oh, no. And it's I'm beautiful. just,
0: Kathy Keegan is one of the most delightful, amazing Coaches. She helps people decide if they're going to stay at their corporate jobs and re empower themselves and reframe it or leave with an empowered package instead of leaving on a bad note or um, causing a scene or losing their power. And yeah. I like how you
1: said that. That's better than I even describe it. So yes. I really appreciate it. Well, it's that. always easier to talk about somebody else's business. Oh, than no. I'm going to talk about you. Uh-oh. So The thing I want to say about you is that one of the reasons I started working with you was because you were able to help me tell my story and start to, to understand the story. And to point out points at what, some of the stories that I used to tell myself that weren't really true. You know, and um, and that's one of the amazing things that you're able to do is just make me feel when I worked with you, it was like I was the only person in the room and that I mattered more than anybody else. And it helped me just open up and really become who I am, which is which is, you know, the whole still human thing, I think, is about just being who we are.
0: Yes. And I think in this day and age when we have, even if you don't watch TV, but you have your phone, your computer, there's so much coming at us. Right. And it's so easy to go into compare despair, you know, and I know that I, I was in these big masterminds and I learned so much (laughs) and I learned that that's maybe not the best environment for me, you know, because no matter what I was doing and I was making progress. In my own journey as a coach, as a business owner, but I always felt um, shame mm. about where I was, and I was automatically in compare despair. Didn't even realize that was happening. So even though I was learning all this stuff, and it was awesome and amazing, it was also really, really challenging for a couple of years for me. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm grateful that I did it. I feel like you can learn from everything, but I also learned about myself like oh maybe i need to be in a smaller environment to thrive or if i'm going to keep stretching and growing you know and i feel like that's that's one thing i'd like to talk about today is expansion (laughs) 2020 well you know it's
1: resolution time and who doesn't want to expand this time of year right (laughs) this is why we all go to the gym except with your ass right (laughs) (laughs) that already got expanded but that's that's a whole nother podcast there so, but th- um, yeah that's a it's a, it's a great point and the whole you know talking about compare despair um, you know that whole idea of something that's promoted as a way of a, a way of being that you think that you ought to have and this gap that exists that you were pointing out that can happen when you pick the thing that maybe is not the best thing for you right. but when it's under the auspices of something that you're learning about and that it's supposed to help you you know it What I found was I've done a number of those programs where, you know, you make a big investment and I've learned a ton from them. Right. The thing about them is they have a beginning and an end. And if your learning process doesn't fit in with their time frame, then what does that mean? (gasps) Does that mean you failed? Does that mean you're not enough? Or does it mean that you... Take the time that you need to take in order to learn. And I think being able to recalibrate and be in something like that and realize, oh, I'm not a loser or a failure because I didn't get it within this period of time. It's just that this is this is where they're coming from and what they're trying to achieve.
0: Right. But I I love that because I I know I always felt like something was missing Mm. or something. I'm doing all the right things. And so that's one reason I loved working with you as a client when we first started laughing and making each other laugh was you would say at the speed of Kathy. Yes. But like I was quoting you, I had a meeting with one of my clients in Philly two days ago and she was doing, Oh, well it's taking me so long and blah, blah, blah. And I said, stop, stop. We're all, you know, there's a, you know, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And I hate it when people tell me that, (laughs) but it's true. But like, I know I was always comparing my speed with everybody else's. And it's like my insides to everybody's outsides. We have no idea. You know, don't compare your middle with my end or your beginning with my end or whatever. And so that's one reason I love working with you. It's like at the speed of Kathy, like you have a speed, you are growing and expanding and taking risks. It just doesn't look like X, Y, Z people or this particular mastermind or this particular Online, da da da, right? Summit or launch or whatever, right? right. And learning and learning to be all right with that, and you know,
1: it it was the whole idea of how long it takes to do something was so artificially imposed anyway, right. right? When you think about it and you think about just work history over the ages, yes, now we're getting into the good stuff. Um, <laughs> but but the whole idea of the idea of a nine to five, what does that even mean? It's right. a standard that you, you set a standard. Well, okay, but guess what? I'm a total morning person. All right. I am on fire in the morning. And as it gets later in the day, (laughs) it takes a lot more for me to make sense. And it used to be. So one of the things I did in my career when I was in in banking and finance was I'd have all my meetings in the morning and anything that required more thinking and 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 processing, I would do that in the morning and in the afternoon. I would do more rote things road activities and so one of the things that happens is that if you're in some of these big groups it can't be customized enough to what it is you need and so you still have to have your own agency and know what it is about yourself and I think a lot of what we want to talk about here is our own journeys and finding out about ourselves right realizing that oh we're still human and that's actually okay
0: it is I thought
1: it was going to levitate. I thought, ah, I'm in the wrong podcast. But I totally, I felt the exact same way. I really thought that there was going to be this moment where I reached the pinnacle. Right. That I was going to get to a place. And then someone would just come in and say, oh, no, now you have to go to high school. Okay, oh, now right. you have to do that. And I saw that as being penalized.
0: I didn't see that today as an opportunity or like you can accept it. I love learning things. Right. Right. No, I love that. Like Werner Earhart, the guy who created the landmark forum, I love him. And he says, everybody, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he says, most people relate to this thing as like, life is like this thing to get to, right. I'll be happy when I have the career, the house, the da, da, da. And he said, life is really about settling into the climb. Mm. And I forget that often but i love that saying of like oh settling into the climb wow that mm-hmm. like, i feel in that more um empowering than oh my god oh my god i'm so behind i'm so behind, i'm catching up i'm catching and up behind right? be- being behind catching
1: up again those are co- those are constructs that were created by someone else right and so you're competing it so it is a way of keeping us stuck
0: right i think and um so that's was- a good point sorry i interrupted yeah I get so excited talking to you, but yeah, we want this podcast to be for people who feel stuck, whether you are somebody who leads people at, in your business, Mm -hmm. or that can be like a shift leader at at a, at a restaurant, or if you're a coach and you know that you love what you do, but you have a hard time (laughs) talking about it or showing people or, or maybe sales isn't your thing. Like wherever you are, if you feel stuck that we hope that this podcast can help you um, it's all about the reframe. You know, we, right, we're going right. to be talking about tools and humor, and we just love making each other laugh, and we both love telling stories, and we both have this incredible history of lots of transformational work, lots of coaching trainings, plus improv, comedy, yeah. musicals. Ah! So right. we're hoping that it'll be entertaining for people, too, because if you can laugh while you're learning, you're winning. That's,
1: oh, it's good. Winning. I like that. I mean, because that is, it's a, again, it's, you know, how do you process something? You think about things in life, there's a process for this or steps to follow to do that. Right. Right. But how do you, how do you do that on the day to day, like as a human being, you know? So those little things like, how do you deal with your emotions, for example? Well, actually there's a process for it. Right. And there are several different processes for doing that. And it's not like you have to study for years and years and, you know, and, and, um, and you know, take out a manual and say, okay, oh, no, here's the thing. It's really just learning that, oh, if I pay attention to that thing for a minute, you know, emotions are like little kids. So they're just gonna keep they know you they know that your 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 energy is in another direction. And the kid is gonna immediately know that right. you're looking another way and they're gonna keep at you. Emotions are the same way. And so once I learned that all I had to do was turn and look at the emotion and say, Oh my gosh. I see you, I hear you, I acknowledge you. Now that sounds like a lot of work, but it isn't because it happens in my head. And It happens in milliseconds. So it, in some ways, you know, sometimes I'm sitting here and I am sort of feel like, and so I'm sitting here and then I talk to myself. And I'm like, I see you. I totally appreciate you <laughs> because you are just a beautiful emotion. Um, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's a simple act of just seeing it, recognizing it and letting it go. Mm. And since it goes on in the brain, it, it, it happens so quickly that. It, it's done, and then you're not carrying around all this awesome. baggage all day long.
0: Right. Okay. Because- you know, I worked with Debbie Ford for years, and she would say so much of suffering is in the resistance. I don't want to feel sad, I don't oh. want to feel jealous or petty. I should be more evolved. That's one of the things I <laughs> should on myself. You know, I should. I've done all this training. I should be beyond beyond. You know better young lady. Right. And like, but then that's why I love, you know, laughing with you and like, oh, I'm so human. You yeah. know. Hey, Kathy, will you tell us will you tell us the story of your birthday at Howard Johnson's? <laughs> I, I, I just, I love this story and I think it is so uh, no pressure, but it's profound. <laughs> now go. No, I'm just kidding. Like, I just I love this story, and I think it is um, very poignant. Well, you know, um, it's
1: so funny you brought that up. That did kind of come out from left field, and it's okay, it, but, you know. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, um, there were several things about that, because I was I was such a proud member of the Hojo's birthday club, you know, that um, it just for some reason it felt special. You know, growing up, we didn't have a lot of we didn't buy a lot of brand name things. So whenever we did something, I was very biased towards brand names because I thought they were better. You know, oh. and so when we got to go out to eat and didn't have to eat at home, mm-hmm. you know, it felt like a big deal. So I was a member of the HoJo's Birthday Club. Now people might not know what that means. Well, what that Ho- means is I got free clam strips, people, free clam
0: <laughs> from Howard, Howard Johnson. Johnson's. And in case anybody's younger than forty, can you tell them about who? What was Howard Johnson? It was a. Um, it
1: was a restaurant. I think they even had motorins and stuff mm-hmm. like that.
0: Anyway. And they were all over, right? Like it was a big national thing.
1: But it was a big thing. They had one in New York till recently. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, and so it was my birthday, and I was so excited because I had gotten high heels. Now, high heels were this high, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, that's all they were willing to let me know. Now, do. how old were you? Were you 30? No, you know, I was. think I was probably like 8 or 9 or something like that, maybe a little, uh, somewhere in that range. So I had these heels, and I was just so proud of them, and they were an orange, like this color, too. And so, we go in, and we walk into Hojo's, and I'm so excited. I'm going to get my, my free clam strips. You know, I once I ate real clams, that was a whole different story. I cannot eat clams. That's another subject for another day. But um, I walk in and then, you know, as I get to, to where they're seating us, I feel like there's something like uh, my feet, foot doesn't feel right. And I look down and I've lost the
0: heel off my shoe. <gasps> your brand new shoe, <laughs> your brand new high heel shoe. Brand new my brand shoe. New show that was You had slats <laughs> your whole life. These were your first heels and it was gone. One of them was gone. It was gone. So I had to go back and find it and
1: collect it and pick it up. And I felt like all of Hojo's, all of it, of course, that's what we called it. I felt like all of Howard Johnson's was staring at me and I was humiliated. And you have to kind of walk like, <laughs> that is bad when you're hill, you know. And you were like, but I didn't have a way to, I didn't have
0: humor about it at the time. It was a tragedy. Mortifying. Right. Mortifying. It was mortifying. But you also, I remember when you, we've talked about this story quite a bit, but you said, you know, you felt like something was wrong with you. Totally. It didn't, I couldn't
1: see it as it was something wrong with me. How could I have not prevented that from happening? Or I should know better. You know, that thing that you were saying earlier, that we were all raised with this idea of you should know that by now. No, we're human beings. There's only so much we can keep up in this head at any given time. We're going to have moments where we're going to need some forgiveness because we forgot, you know. But in that moment, I felt like a loser. And I felt like everybody saw it. Now, let me tell you, those clam strips do not taste good when you're living in shame. Right. You know, and what you really want is more clam strips and more tartar sauce. Right. Um, but well, yeah, that's my,
0: that's my story of that. I just and- love that story because to me, I just feel like as a female entrepreneur, I am still working on this habits that I have of internalizing things. So if I have a sales call that doesn't go well, I will automatically make it mean negative things about myself. Or if I, you know, got a weird comment, like there's so many times I feel like I internalize things that don't have very much to do with me. And And internalizing makes you smaller. Right. And And then that's not the expansion that we're talking about here. And I know so many times, you know, I, I, my background is performing and working in restaurants and being a trainer and being a speaker. But when I quit some of my part-time hustles to do my business full time, (sighs) I didn't realize I had all of this like dread and internalized walls to break through on top of old limiting beliefs on top of, I mean, it was, it felt like every day I was trying to push three boulders up a huge mountain. And so that's one reason we wanted to to start this podcast to help people if they have been stuck or if, or if you're a coach and you, you love coaching and your business is hard or you just feel dread.
1: Right. And those are feelings too. I, you know, there are a lot of people who will wear hard work on their sleeves, like, It's a badge of honor. Yeah. And, And so that you're supposed to suffer. I don't believe in that. I really don't think. I mean, what they say is there's an expression that, you know, pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional because pain happens. And then it's how we reframe it. It's how we look at it. It's what we learn from it. It's how we process it. And it's the same thing. If I had had better tools as a kid, right. and a, and a parent who was available enough to be able to say, "It's not your fault," instead of everybody laughing at me, right. um, you know, then I I might have been able to learn from that situation. Right. Instead of just let it be part of more of the more of, more of like building the case for what an idiot I was. <laughs> right.
0: But I, and I, I don't know. I just I've always loved that story. Maybe I did think of it because of the orange and the orange heel or whatever. But yeah. but um, I just think about how we all have had, you know, a landmark they call it the breaking belonging where like stuff happens when you're little and your psyche is such a sponge. And you know, and that can be it can be something that doesn't seem that big of a deal, but in that moment, it's traumatizing and it can really change yeah. the course of your life. And that's one reason I love coaching so much because you can go back, unpack it and they go, OK, we're letting that one go. What else can we t- thank you yeah. for sharing? Yeah.
1: And it just gives you so much freedom. Yeah. Yeah. I- <sighs> But yeah, you were talking about um, the idea of pushing that boulder, you know, the the myth of Sisyphus, where Sisyphus keeps pushing this thing up and it keeps getting pulled back down. down the hill. I heard another take on that, which was... Every time he goes up with it, he gets stronger. He gets stronger. So Mm. in other words, that's like a massive reframe, because most people, when you talk about Sisyphus, it's like I do it over and over again and I don't get any results. (laughs) And um, and what we're talking about is is mastery. And anything that we do requires repetition, you know, so the things we do like I love coaching. I love doing that. I love listening. I love the aspects of it. And so. I'm happy to do it. I get excited to do it. I create the space to do it, and um, and I do it over and over again, right? And most right. other people are like, "You do that over again? You read books on bias for fun?" Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm reading a great book on bias right now because that's part of my job is to understand how we are wired as humans, right. so that we get, we're giving each other the best possible, um, you know, foundation to be heard. And to kind of bring our own selves into being by by finally listening to ourselves think without somebody saying, Oh, you're gonna do that?
0: Right. Wow, that sounds good. Right. You know, I love it. Who needs that? I love it, Kathy. You're such you're such a great coach. Like I remember I was getting ready for a comedy show and I was like, Okay, I'm gonna do an Instagram live about my warming up process and then somehow uh, I lost it. And then I was worried that it was going to be posted. I, I don't know. There was, I had just gotten myself all tangled up and I was like, Kathy, <laughs> talk me off the ledge. Can you talk me off the ledge? And she did, she did. And I, after five minutes on the phone with you, I was able to like reframe, reboot. And I went and had a kick ass show. So it's just, it's amazing. And I, I mean, I guess that's one reason we both love coaching because it, it's just amazing. As human beings, we have blinders. And sometimes even we know we have the blinders on, but we don't have access to what's around the that right. blinder. And so that's one reason I think we both love coaching so much. Yeah. And there were there's no life instruction manual. You know There's not? I'll, I thought you were gonna bring it. You no, know, I'm gonna
1: write we're gonna write that. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> because well here's the thing, is that people it's it's funny, there are certain things where you get all these steps to do something and then something else, they're like, go find a job. Well, how am I supposed to do that? Right. You know, it, it, we, we will do things where we will just tell somebody we'll, where we skip. It's a chasm between. So we're here and then there's a leap here and we don't get in our education. We don't learn about finance. Uh, you know, so right. this is a bit of a diatribe, a bit of a rant. But if you don't have anything under here, how do you make that leap right. and do it successfully? You know, and and especially if you don't have, you know, one of the things I was hearing earlier, too, is perfectionism. If it's about perfectionism, you're dead in the water. Right. Right. Because it does not exist.
0: But I feel like it's so confusing because if you look at social media and, you know, these curated lives that we all are looking and witnessing and it happens so quickly, And our psyches, we don't even realize it. So much of it looks perfect or seems, right? It seems safe and it seems beautiful. But then you have Ricky Lake who pulls off the wig and says,
1: look, I barely have any hair on my head. And then what happens is a whole bunch of other people open up and they're like, yeah, me too. I wear wigs all the time. So there is the other side of that where people are able to say, you know, and some of these people are, there's one woman, her name is Danny Austin. I think we got to hear her when I was at a conference this summer. And she's an influencer, right? She's a social media influencer. And she always looks amazing. Right. I mean, perfect. But this thing happened with Ricky Lake talking about having a lot of hair loss for whatever reason. And she came out and said, oh, yeah, me too. And so... It helps when we can reveal those parts of ourselves because then you st- again it's coming back to the idea of that yeah they're still human. One of the other reasons I worked with some of these very well known people was to also start to realize that they're human because I have a tendency to deify. I have a tendency leave to put on a pedestal, put yeah. them on a pedestal, and think that they have qualities that are beyond that. Right. And to see somebody be angry, to see a singer go, Ugh, I can't quite get that note. That's so important for me to know. Not because they're not perfect, or not because they still don't have that beautiful voice, or they still aren't good at what they do, but to know that they're human. They're human. You know, Oprah Winfrey says that after every interview, when she films people and stuff, all of them. It doesn't matter who. They'll say to her, "Was I good? Was how I okay? I right. Or how did I do? Yeah, how did how I, did I do? do? Yeah, right." Right. And I think it's important to remember that and to remember that that's a part of our wiring and that it's okay. You know, there are people who would use that as an advantage and say, because this happened to me all my life, would be like, because I'm willing to feel and be open about how I feel, people use that to kind of as a weapon against me. And, And I think that that is old, patriarchal. And it just doesn't make any sense. Right. You know, the fact is, is that what I found by opening up within myself, it allowed me to expand into other areas. So coming back to this whole idea of expansion in the new year, visioning. So Mm. one of the things, you know, um, I don't know if that was a good segue, but one of the things that I do that helps me is I vision. And so I think about the thing that I'd like to see. And so and then I start there and then I work my way back. And then that helps me come up with little things that I might want to do along the way to help me get to where and it is I want to go. And do you collage it? Do you write Sometimes it down? Sometimes I do. Okay. Sometimes I write it down. Sometimes um, I'll do a collage. You know, collages feel like a lot of work to me. It's like <laughs> you got to get that glue stick, and then the perfectionist comes out, and then I'm looking at other people's vision boards. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, that was so good. I wish I could have cut that out. And so I do have a little bit of... Um,
0: uh, you know that compare to spare you know. about vision boards. No, that's so interesting. So I went to a vision board party um, New Year's Day, and I love vision boards. But I make it a big project, and usually it takes me. Sometimes it takes me months. I've been working on this one off and on, and. I went and here I said, I want space. And yet there's <laughs> no space on my vision board. But you know, I had fun with it. I used the bagua to guide me, the functioning bagua to kind of guide with the wealth corner and the relationships, career, fame, to the helpful people, travel, spirituality. Anyway, but I was laughing because these two, uh, my friend's girls, were like showing me theirs and they're like, it's not very good. And I said, Yes, it is absolutely. And then like, well, there's a lot of space. I was like, that's good. That space, space is good. I, that's I what was I was trying, trying for that. But <laughs> I, I just thought how interesting, like they're seven, one of them was seven and they're like, it's not very good. And well, so. we give those messages really, really yeah. early on.
1: So. And, um, and I, and I think that's also, you know, how do you give people a break? you know, how do you just not jump down someone's throat about there's so much in the world today where you can just make a judgment. And I always remember that if you're a news organization, you're publicly held, so you have shareholders. So you have to give your shareholders value, which means you have to get people to watch your station or read your product, right? So they have to come up with headlines that are going to get you to look. And the headlines that get you to look are are the low energy headlines. They're they're the, the fight or flight headlines, the ones that cause reaction.
0: The fight Things that can kill you under your bathroom sink, or exactly, kitchen sink, and then film at eleven. It's
1: like, wait a minute, if it's that important, right? I, why are we waiting till eleven? It can't be that important. Right. Let's just let's dial that one back, people. But you know, it's so so. Me learning about my energy. And again, not in a sort of you know crystals energy. Although I love that stuff too. <laughs> this is really about understanding how we're wired as human beings, right? What is fight or flight? Right. Fight or flight is a physical state, and things are happening that are don't involve your brain. You know, everything, all the energy is flowing into extremities. Cortisol is cortisol, up, so right? you can be absolutely tunnel vision focused right. to either hide, flee, faint, you know, whatever Freeze, it is in right. It one of the things that doesn't happen when you're in that is decision-making. Another thing that doesn't happen when you're in that is conversation.
0: You what? Have to be- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Just, you do, you, but you have to be vibrating at a different level. Right. Right. In right. Order for that like to if happen. you're like, oh my God, there's a tiger coming. I can't talk to you about right.
1: You know, like it's or like, whatever. oh look, there's a fire. Oh, you know, I don't like the look of the fire truck that's shown up for that. Could you send one of your other trucks? That's not going to happen. It's right. like, oh good, you have water. You can connect, and we're going to put the fire out. And so, um, <laughs> sorry, oh, am- that's one of the other things that happens when you get to be. Um, we're not old.
0: We're experienced and wise. Yes. We are yes, I love that. We're like um aged but, but cheese. Those, but the <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can't we, say we're, we're like fine wine. So no, we're, we're like
1: aged cheese. We have holes and um rind, we have rind that has to be cut away and sometimes for no, smelling no. no, some of the rind <laughs> Sometimes for smelling no, no no, some of the rind you
0: can eat. Um Oh good, because I usually do. Yeah, yeah, so that's good. No, I love that Kathy. So You know, I, I was just going to talk about expansion a little bit. And then, uh, after I tell my story, I'd love to hear it. Like, what's your vision of 2020, but I just was going to share, you know, I, I meditate, I work out, I, I have a lot of rituals to keep my vibration high. Uh, I talk with amazing people like you and I, you know, and I do a lot of work, workout yoga. Home Depot, work, (laughs) workout, yoga, spinning, Home Depot, work, you know, and I didn't even know I was really in a rut. Like you kind of, you know how it's like, it's like this sort of in the back closet of your back brain of the attic back there. Anyway, and so I got to go on this amazing trip in December with a client slash friend. And I'm so grateful because I just... I had space. Part of it was jet lag. Like you, (laughs) you have to sleep, you know, but it was just so exciting to be in several different cultures. And where were you? I was in, um, Budapest and then Vienna and then Prague. Oh, wow. And they were all amazing and cool. And I especially fell in love with Prague, but it was so fascinating to me to be in another person's culture and to be taking public transportation Mm. with other people who live there, not just like the tourists and, and to see, you know, and, And again, why I love story, like because the Hungarians did seem a little bit cranky, you know, which New Yorkers can seem that way, too. Right. But as I every night I would go home and I'd read more in my Wikipedia or whatever. And I would read about the history of Hungary. I was like, no wonder they're cranky. Like, (laughs) oh, my God. You know, and I, I just again, that's why I love story, because once you know somebody's story, usually you're like. Oh my God, I have so much compassion for you. Right. You know, but my whole point was I came back and I just felt expanded and I've been like, you know, there's apartments like I feel good. How do I hold on to this? Which yes. I know that's not how it works, but so I'm, you know, I just want to, and I don't have the answer yet, but I want to keep, you know, the idea of play and space and expansion and adventure while I'm working on my business. Right. You know, and seeing what's
1: the same and what's different. Right. You know, and exploring that a little bit more. Right. You know, um, years ago, when I went to Paris, um, you know, I asked a person who was wearing a suit and a briefcase a question, and they were rude to me. And you know why? It wasn't because they were French. They were a business. They were business people, and they had a meeting they had to get to. I'm the same way. Right. You know, those people that are standing on the street, it's like, hello, do you have a moment for this? I'm at a subway station. Why would I come to a subway station so I could interview with you? No. And I'm not going to be that pleasant because it's like, it's obvious I came here not to be able to stop and talk, but to get on transport that was going to take me to the next thing I need to go to. And so you start to be able to find out things that are the, the human aspects that we have in common when you're in those places. Right. Right. You know, and um, and 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 just the the things, the perspective that you get when you're in those places. I love it. I think it's I think it's mastery if you can take public transportation anywhere. You know, when I lived I, I, I was proud of myself and then I got lost. <laughs> oh, and it's and
0: it's fun because with those languages it's just like um, mm-hmm. I need to go to I kept saying, you know, it's a H it's the H sound to my cow driver and he was I was like, you know, it's like the hub, it's like And then we finally passed. And I was like, that, that. And he was like, oh, that's, you know. Well, in Hungary, if if they're
1: over age, if they're 30 and under, they speak French or German or something. But if they're older, they speak Russian. And so uh, that happened to us one night. We were there because Doug, my husband, speaks German. We were in Hungary, and uh, we were getting into a cab. And it was just like um, the guy only spoke Russian and Hungarian. And we were like, you're a cab driver. <laughs> but we're like, where are you? And we were like, um, Dano, Dano, because of the Danube. Right. What do they call it, the D- Donu or something like that? So we're just like, Donu, Donu, Sheraton, Sheraton. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you get there? We got there. Okay. We got. There. Yeah. Sorry. So tell me about your, um, what is one of the things you're working on for 2020? What's part of your vision or something you want to share? I think it's, it's the
1: ongoing thing of stepping more into who I am. Like this is a big step here. Um, because just being myself and not being presentational. Um, What's ever do you mean? <laughs> Um, but but I, I just because th- there's a vulnerability in talking about the things that we're talking about, because, you know, a lot of people can just sort of say, um, well, what are you talking about? That's it doesn't matter because it's small. But I've just really learned that these small things make huge difference and that the stuff that I've learned over the years is. That even though I make these little small changes, I add like a habit on top of a habit that I already have. I Mm -hmm. dovetail it on it. Um, What it does is it does yield results. And so for me, this is the year of maybe is it serotonin? I don't know. But understanding more that the slow and steady or going at the speed of Kathy is the right speed. Right. And that it's okay. And then is it fine for me to stop and say, is this a little too slow? in context of what I'm doing? Yes, of course it is. Right. Okay. We, we all do need to take stock. I mean, it's not like I'm going the way I'm going and don't you even question it. I think all of us have to be able to take stock, whether we use the new year as the time to reset or our birthdays. I tend to use my birthday as a reset time for me okay. to really think about what's what's going what's going to happen. But I think it's just being more Myself and and showing up more in ways that are of that are of service in 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 a real way, like what we're talking about here. Does that resonate with someone and does it help them give give them like enough of an aha to say, oh, okay, those are there are people like me,
0: who right. you know, you're not alone. Right, right, <laughs> <laughs> right. If you're struggling with stuff, you're not alone. If you right. feel like you're really stuck, and we know all about terminal uniqueness,
1: don't we? And um, it feels like a good place to be. But it's not, right. and that's small, you know. It's it's not expansive like what you're talking about. Um, so that's kind of where I am. It's still a little bit more on the, uh, you know, it it feels little, but it allows the expansion that we're talking about because cool. you start to build on something, and you you you're building something foundational. So oh, I love it. What about you?
0: Oh, Vision wow. Vision board sister. Vision board sister. Well, I want to um, keep growing my speaking. You know, for years I spoke on college campuses about really heavy topics. And I love doing the work, but it, it is hard to talk about some of those, you know, addiction, assault, Oh, you know. And um, so I want to do more speaking and I want to. My goal is to speak internationally some more. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And um, keep writing, keep writing on comedy. And, um, you know, and I love doing improv, improv things with you. Uh, improv and was sorry, a game changer
1: for me because, you know, we were having a conversation earlier about how someone was saying that certainty is important to me. And it is. I also live in a world where nothing is certain. Right. Right. And so it's okay for it to be important to me, but it's also important for me to learn about the non-certain things. And improv is about as... Uh, that felt so scary to me when oh. I first started doing improv but it liberated me, me in too. major ways
0: so. I was so scared I was like the person like I want to rehearse 25 times right, you know right. and I was so intense because I was like I gotta make up for a lost time when I first moved to New York and got sober which I would never recommend but that's what I did and <laughs> people were like you're kind of funny what do you mean like I think that's why I fell in love with comedy because it helped me lighten up yeah. and breathe and um, I'll just share this one final story if I sure please do talk forever but we're gonna be back next week um so I was you know I was away and then I came to Texas to be with family and um there's something really heavy going on with um somebody in my family and we've all been really worried about this person and the minute I walked into this house I felt everything felt so off Mm. even the dogs I felt like the dogs were kind of like, what is happening? Yes. I mean, it just did not feel. And I, I go home every year, you know, and I'm so grateful that I didn't make it about me, you know, and I and I, you know, I slept a lot to get over my jet lag. But then I just kept trying to, like, bring my goofy, goofiest Auntie Lane self. And I tried to kind of bring some normalcy and like we bake every, you know, holiday season and And then we watched movies and I just cracked jokes and I even made fun of myself, which I love doing. And, you know, and then I could feel the energy in the house shift and it's still not the same until this person gets to come home. We hope and pray. But like, I was just once again, reminded of the power of of humor and comedy and how, um, laughter is just such a gift and it raises your serotonin. It helps release toxins. It helps the feel good, you know, chemicals in your brain and your body. It burns calories for God's (laughs) sake. So, um, you know, again and again, I'm reminded of the gift of laughter and how much I love laughing and bringing it to other people. So I'm going to keep expanding that in 2020 as well. Using
1: your power for good. (laughs)
0: <laughs> doing my best
1: well thank you so much so it's been good. so much fun oh. Kathy
0: <laughs> alright signing off
1: <laughs> bye guys
0: yay you made it to the end thank you so much for listening we're so excited you were here feel free to reach out at stillhumanpodcast at gmail.com or Kathy at kathykegan.com or Elaine at captivate the crowd.com. See you next time.